here with season four of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Toma Taylor, and I've been conversing with the mad podcaster. And quite frankly, he's very mad. We're going to try to find out why, so we'll take some questions from one of our live Twitter followers. Yes, ma'am. Please state your name and where you're from. Hi, my name is Felicia, and I'm from Hialeah, and I just understand why you so mad. Like, what are you so mad about? Yo, first of all, first of all, you can't be asking me no questions. You know what I'm saying? Yo, yo, who the fuck is you? You know uh, what I mean? Me. Like, yeah, you can't be asking podcast. me no questions. Yo, I'm gonna tell you I'm mad. I'm, 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 I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad. Like, like they, like these hosts out there, they in these million dollar studios, they dropping hot takes. You know what I mean? They got tea, they got all that shit. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, language. I'm still living with my moms. I'm making podcasts. I ain't made no money yet. This my fourth season, yo. This my fourth season, and I ain't made a dime yet. This dude dropped one take. He make wild shows. That cold pizza show. It was cool it was i i mean i got more john blaze in that i mean i got john blaze taste and and they not even recognizing they not even recognizing and fuck is that yo yo who is you to be asking me questions yo who is you i got to talk i got to tell how i feel i got to talk about sports how i see it this goes out to you this goes out to you and you and you this was out to you. This was out to you. This was out to you. To you and you. Good evening. Welcome back to another edition of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only. Dallin, Thoma, take that, take that, take that, Taylor. Woo! It's another beautiful day down here in South Florida. In case you ain't know, it's about what, 70 degrees or something like that. While the rest of the whole tight, the world is freezing. It's going, it's, it's going down today. We got, we got lots to talk about for you. As always, we got, we got a full plate. So, so we, so we gonna eat today. We gonna eat today. What, what, what are we chowing down on? We're going to talk about the Super Bowl because there was some bullshit that went down in that championship game. Or oh, those two championship games. But boy, were they thrilling. We got, we got some NBA to talk about. Because you know who's back on the watch? Guess who's back on the watch? Oh, yeah, we got the Mellow Watch going on again. Yeah, buddy. Not forget, we got the PPW results that are going on. We got a unanimous vote. In, in, we have a unanimous vote. Period for the first time ever. Oh, oh, what else? What else we got here? What else we got here? What else we got on the list for you today? I mean, we just have sports. So you know what I'm gonna say. Regardless of that time. Hold on, let's try that again. Let's try that again. Apparently somebody wasn't ready. So you know what I say. Regardless of the time. Take that, take that, take that. And regardless of the weather. You play to win the game. It's Hello? always a good time to talk some sports so let's start talking Woo! back at it like a sports fanatic i'm telling you Every day it gets meaner and meaner as we're starting from the top. Listen, nothing, nothing is worse than losing a championship game. Nothing is worse 
than lose an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl because there was the most blatant missed call of NFL history. Like, you can't come to me and say that you can remember a time where there was such a blatant play. Tell him again, Biggie. That it was such a blatant play that everybody saw. I mean, as soon as the 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 cornerback did it, he knew he was gonna get called. And yet nothing. No, no flags, no signs, no whistles. I mean, the only thing you got was basically a coke and a smile. And by that, I mean that the New Orleans Saints got a nice little phone call at the end of the evening that said, you know what, Drew Brees, you're 297 yards for the evening? Eh, it means nothing. Forget about it. You lost the game, but you lost the game because we blew the call. You have to live with it, go eat your shit, and I go back marching down to New Orleans. And, and this is how my Super Bowl prediction has lost their opportunity to make me look like a genius but instead that's not what's happening instead the New Orleans Saints lose that game 23 to 26 in overtime mind you in a game where the LA Rams went down the field and they were able to get a field goal off and while the New Orleans Saints was, was getting ready to do their thug dizzle was getting ready to score their points you know, in an opportunity that would have would have made them win that game. There was such a non there was such a blatant non call. I mean I mean blatant non call that it completely disrupted the whole entire football space continuum. I mean there is a rift in the fabric of sports right now or in NFL right now that makes us wonder that is there a way that we can fix this? Is there a way that we can do this again? I mean, is there a way that we can back this up? There is. Roger Goodell actually has the power in his hand to go back and allow this game to be replayed or the last minute or two minutes of this game to be replayed. couple of things I'm not a fan of. This is one of the things. And the thing about, I'm not a fan of things that open worms that could be just, that you could just see all of the negative ways or all of or all of the shit that can be piled up. It's like, it's like them saying that, oh, Bill Belichick, or, 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 they, or they're thinking about doing, replaying other, other things in the, in, the, in, the, in the NFL. I will get to that a little bit later. now because they want to talk about about replaying things and honestly I don't agree with open up those kind of worms either. But let's just talk about these worms of 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 I've started this game of backing back up this game. We don't want to back up this game. Once again it just opens up a kind of worms that says you know what anytime a team is unhappy with the result of the game or the officiating of a game. So if it, if it comes under something at the end, and we already know there's a lot of stuff that goes on at the end. There are a lot of there are a lot of pass interference calls 
that are not made at the end as the Knicks are currently now down 79 to 72 in a game that they came into the half up by 10 and here we are halfway a little bit of halfway past the third quarter and the Knicks are already down by seven to the Houston Rockets as James Harden is going off. Hail Marys are gonna go up, and and and, and, want, and people are gonna want to be replayed because of that. They can say, "Oh, look at look at this, and look at that, and look at this." And all these cause them from 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 catching a variable, a, a, a very catchable ball. It's just thoughts, a mountain of things that are just gonna start being presented to be appealed and denied, and a lot of time and resources wasted. Uh, time and resources wasted. And I guarantee you that the players don't really give up money to have this collected, to have this active, to have this added into the collective bargaining. So let's not get our candies up in the bunch there. Just like we're not gonna get the rules, just, just but just like we probably, on the other hand, should get the overtime rules changed a bit. And this isn't just because I hate New England Patriots, and this isn't because I absolutely love um, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And everything that they stand for, uh, it's like it's like it's like they stand for the all good of the world, and New England is is, is, is the dark force that nobody is supposed to be using. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I wouldn't mind seeing in the NFL a whole entire quarter played to determine the winner of a, of, a, of the end of a game. I wouldn't mind that at all. I wouldn't mind in the NFL after a full quarter, then maybe we go into sudden death rules. If after a full quarter, and listen, if you just scored, then you know you're not getting the ball back. We're not gonna go. I don't know if we go back to a coin toss or what, but I would like to see a full quarter played. Actually, if we're talking about the playoffs, to be honest with you. I would like to see the game played until there's a winner. Now, say that this is the basketball fan in me, or whatever you want to call it. Who is this kid? Is that Dotson? Oh, this is a rewind. No, no, it must have to be a rewind. These jerseys look too big. <laughs> oh man, my boy Nate Robinson, back when Dan Tony used to coach the Knicks. That's what it, that's that's the little play they're doing on in the back here. With the visions and stuff, the you know the audio spectacle of the of this game. Nick's still down by nine. But I will per, I will one hundred percent be 
willing to watch an NFL game go on for a whole extra quarter, two extra quarters, three extra quarters, however long it takes to, to come up with a victory at the end, I say you do it. And if that means that you guys have to play three quarters, play three quarters. I'm sorry. Don't do we not. I know people are say, oh, you're a basketball fan. So, you know, you, you can you can you can do this. This game isn't that physical. You know, oh, you know, you, you know, baseball. Oh, this is a bat on the ball. It isn't really that physical. So. Then tell me. What happens in hockey then? Then you tell me what happens in hockey when we're hearing about three, four, five, six, seven overtimes in hockey. And I consider hockey to be way more physical than football. I don't care what you say. I may not watch it as much or whatever. You know. It may not be exciting. It may not quite catch my eye from, you know, from, from, a, from a pleasing standpoint because you know they don't have that, those quick moments where it, you actually pause, get a moment to see what everybody looks like, and then be completely lost because you have no clue what you're really looking at. You understand? With where hockey, I just don't have no clue what the hell I'm looking at. But I don't want to hear that because Your love is in the in the NHL, they're as Your physical as anybody gets, I feel it's and nobody complains about their overtime rules. So I don't see why we should complain about the NFL. I don't see why the NFL should be able to get away with just be like, oh. We're just gonna let whoever throws a touchdown first come the winner because we just care about the touchdowns. How about you actually care a little bit more about the integrity of the game? Now, listen, I, I'm, I'm not trying to say, listen, I'm not trying to throw shade here, but can you feel my fade here? That I think the whole entire world, except for that small portion. Of the world, of, of of the of the capital of of this globe, that, that small little speckle of 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 of, of vomit that are New England fans. Of everybody in the whole entire world, except for that speckle of vomit, wanted to see Patrick Mahomes get that ball off again, but we don't get that. Instead, we get. A 37, 31 victory in overtime, mind you, for the New England Patriots. And now Tom Brady goes to his ninth Super Bowl in 18 years. That That's hell of a resume. I don't care how many. Actually, I do care how many he's lost. Because if, if I don't say that, then I can't hold anything against LeBron. I don't care how many he's won, to be honest with you. He's still a cheater. He's still a lot of things. But the New England Patriots going back, sometimes you do have to give respect where respect is due. Because between the LA Rams and the New England Patriots, one of those two, one of those two are looking to have the night of their life. One of those two want to have their and at this point in time everybody and I do mean everybody 
has basically just converted to being LA Ram fans, right? Because, listen, when you say nine championships in 18 years, well, as much as we got to give our respect due, you have to understand what that really means. You, I mean, really, really what that means. It means that the Super Bowl has just become this annual event where we get to see who takes on the New England Patriots. Now, granted, hey, has the NFL become, I mean, has the NBA become that um, in some sense with the, with the Golden State Warriors? I mean, right now they have. It hasn't been like that over the last 18 years. I, I started saying this last year, and I, and I say this about about a certain people in, in sports. Tom Brady and New England Patriots kind of ruin football for you. They ruin football for you because even because, unless you're a fan of their team, unless you're a fan of their team, like they ruin football for you. And the reason why I say they ruin football for you because you never get to walk, you never get to enjoy a game that they're in when you're rooting against them. You never ever get to enjoy a game. The whole entire time you're watching them in a the game, if you're rooting against them, you're on the edge of your seat. You never get a chance to feel comfortable. Even when Patrick Mahomes finally came back to do his thing, and I say finally came back to do his thing, that's exactly what it was. He finally came back to do his thing. I'm going to tell you what I mean at the end because I'm sorry. Patrick Mahomes didn't do anything special in this AFC championship game. But apparently everybody else thinks he did. So we'll talk about that a little bit when we come back from this commercial break. This is Talent Throw Martell, the Mighty Sports Podcast. You may have to just call calling me Oz. Let me put you on the game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then head to Multivest Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. The games cost money, and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games in all next-gen systems in the PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One series, as well as all your favorite old-school titles and systems, starting as early as Atari Nintendo to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360s, and yes, that does include all of the PlayStation's, Nintendo systems, and Xboxes in between. They've been family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off of the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's directly located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gones, Florida 33169. That's conveniently just five minutes from Sun Life Stadium, 790 the ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multi-Vest Games, where you save more so you can play more. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, the one and only Dallin Thomas Taylor. You are still listening. Well, if you're still listening, hopefully you're still listening right on the right on the website, mytsports.net. That's mytsports.net. You could be listening on Mixer Law, where you can just look for me on the Mighty Sports, or you could be listening to me on TuneIn Radio. Wherever you're listening to, I do appreciate you taking the time out in your day to listen to my podcast today. Appreciate you. So whether you're listening live. Or you're playing the replay, which you can find also on the web on the web page. Smoke weed every day. I thank you. <clears throat> so before we left, right, I was talking about Patrick Mahomes, right? And I'm I'm gonna say some blasphemous shit. 
Because a lot of people are giving Patrick Mahomes a lot of praise for what he did. Oh, he did really good. And, and I'm not saying that he didn't do good to get here. Right? I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that he didn't do a good job in the playoffs. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that he didn't do a good job in the AFC Championship game. Now listen, a lot of people are going to sit here and lie to you, Patrick. You know what I mean? As I like to call you, Cannon Mahomes. Like, I'm your boy. Like, I'm your real friend. You understand? And I'm going to tell you how it is. You honestly didn't do anything different than what you did the first time around. Nor did you than anybody else has done differently against Bill Belichick in this scenario when they have lost. Because you understand, in that first half, in, in that first half of a game, every quarterback looks kind of mediocre. Everybody kind of looks like they're struggling against the New England Patriots. Everybody looks like they can't figure out. And the New England Patriots always jumps out to some kind of lead. Now, I'm not saying how it happens to the Super Bowl, but I'm saying eventually they, hop, they jump out to some lead by the half. And then what happens? New England Patriots start trucking along, start trucking along, start trucking along. And you just keep rolling. But you start opening up a little bit. And you start making plays. And the game starts to get a little bit close. And everybody's hope starts to get a little bit high. And then everybody's hopes have to come down. Because you've done nothing that nobody else has done, Patty. And that is you didn't take care of your business in the first half of the game. So that the effort that you put in the second half of the game would have been enough to help you win the game. But instead, your first half performance, eh, mediocre. Second half performance, stellar. Actually, let me be honest, once again, real friend. First half performance, below mediocre. That shit was subpar. Second half, stellar. What does that leave you with? An average performance against a guy that is trying to go to his ninth Super Bowl like he's never gone there before a day in his in his life like this is his very first time like it's his first like his last and his last like his first and his first is the it's his first when he came you understand Tom Brady said he would die for this game and until you are willing to give up more than him to win then you are not gonna beat him. And what happens is that you go into desperation mode isn't gonna help you win this game because you're going into, into survival mode? Nah, 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 nah. You would have had to come out with the heart of a killer, with a heart of an assassin, with a heart of a cold-blooded murderer to win these games. And that's what Tom Brady is. But as I talk shit about him and their, and their cheating ways in New England, uh, Tom Brady is a hitman. So when you start referring to him, he is Tommy the hitman Brady. And until you are ready to die to win those games, you ain't beated him. And Patrick Mahomes wasn't ready to die to win that game. He was just trying not to die and trying to survive that game. So he doesn't get the ball in his hands. And granted, 
you know what? The NFL room's on the place right now to put the ball in his hands. And I don't know if we would have put the ball in his hand if it would have mattered. Because what would have happened if he got a full quarter, eventually New England gets the ball back in their hands. And then eventually New England gets the ball back in their hands. And eventually New England gets the ball back in their hands. And if you're always playing catch up, then I'm sorry, B. You ain't cutting the cheese. They ain't gonna do it for you. Not in this game. They made you bleed your own blood first. And after that, you were backpedaling. I don't care how well you looked. You were backpedaling. And you ain't winning against New England backpedaling. Because only one person I've seen do that and stay undefeated. And now he sits down to watch games. He was also willing to put his life on the line to win as well. <clears throat> so we have the LA Rams versus New England. And as much as I want to say I'm rooting for the New the, the LA Rams, that's really all I'm doing is rooting for the LA Rams. My vision did not foresee any any one of these two teams winning. But if one of them had to win, I would assume it's the team that beat the team that I thought was going to win it all. Right? I mean, you have to assume that that's the path that I'm going. I'm, I'm heading down that path, yes. But I ain't confident about it because you know why? Once again, the New England Patriots really do just find a way to suck the enjoyment out of football for you because... As many good points that you can make about the other team, all you really have to say is New England Patriots is a nine, is, I'm sorry, is going to their ninth Super Bowl. And Tom Brady is a five-time champion all day. And once you lay those two cards on the table, there's not much rebuttal that is left. So as we talk about things that could be replayed and things that could be changed, things that may need to be extended, the NFL and the NBA share one common thing when it comes to replay, and that is that both of them take way too long. But before I actually get into this, what the hell is going on with that kid from OU? Why the fuck is he trying to go play football when he has a guaranteed nine-digit, like, 10-digit, 11-digit contract waiting on him from the Major League Baseball? He wants to play football in a game. I mean, he, he wants to play football but he looks me in the eye all day. <laughs> well, I don't want to talk about him. I kind of still want to talk about these replays because he deserves that Homer Simpson award. I'm telling you right now, I want to be wrong because I don't want to wish that kind of bad luck on anybody, but he could have went to baseball 
where they're handing out seven-year, $300 million contracts. All day. But he wants to go to football. Well, he's going to be the shortest at his position that anybody has ever been successful at. Throughout the history of all NFL. All day, nigga. So... I'm not quite sure if he made the right move. I'm not quite sure if the people that's behind him told him the right things to do. But he deserves the Homer Simpson Doe Award for that. I'm not going to give it to him because I want to be wrong. So I'm not going to give him that Doe Award. I, I'm not going to give it to him, but he deserves it. And if he deserves it, then you know what? You know what? You know what they say. No, 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 that's not what they say. That's not what they, that's not what they say. That's not what they say. You know what they say? If it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, then my boy Kyla Murray out of Oklahoma University. You should have went and played baseball. The union is better. The league pays more. Guaranteed contracts are better. I'm sorry. League, well, let me bet that because that's a different topic. Union is better. The league pays more. And they have guaranteed contracts. That are like $300 million for seven years. And you're talking about by the time you need to get your first contract. That is what you be. Your first payday. Your first payday. Your first regular, regular, regular negotiated contract for Major League Baseball is going to pay you more than you would have ever made throughout your NFL. Even if you're a good quarterback, I'm saying. I'm saying, like, if, if, you're, if you're as good as, as they say you're going to be, and you end up being a good baseball player, that's, 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 that's deserving of one of these top 15 contracts. Or you just get or you just get paid at the top 15 of your position because you just, you're just getting caught up with the times and the average salary of that Major League Baseball. I'm saying your first negotiated contract is going to be more than anything you're going to get throughout the history of your NFL career, yet you chose Major League Baseball. That you chose to go to the National Football League over Major League Baseball, my dear boy, you deserve it all. I don't feel sorry for you. Whatever happens in your NFL career, if it's great, great. Kudos to you. If you're a bust after day one, you should have picked up the bat and played with them balls. I'm sorry, B. These are decisions in your life that you decided to make. We're going to take a break. I need to cool down. When we come back, we're going to get into some basketball. We're going to talk about that dear place in my heart that we all know that I really, really, really love and enjoy. So that and more on the Mighty Sports Podcast right after this break. 
Come on down to XF Martial Arts where you'll be able to take part in learning all the disciplines you need to be an extreme freestyle martial arts machine. Whether it's Taekwondo, Karate, Yoga, Summer, Spring or Fall, XF Martial Arts has it all. For more information, class times and dates, don't wait. Go to XFMartialArts.com and reserve your spot today. That's XF Martial Arts located at 2875 South Congress Avenue, Suite D, Delray Beach, Florida 33445 or call 561-276-1774 and ask to speak with Sensei Cohen to reserve your free trial week. Just tell them Mighty Sports sent you. XF Martial Arts, where fun and discipline are one. Find millions of textbooks and solutions on the go. Marvel at how seamlessly it fits into your daily student activities. Walking through the quad, shopping for groceries, exercising, doing your laundry, dominating at the county fair, mashing down a black diamond, going for a sunset horseback ride, devouring Danielle Steele's latest page turner, feeding the bears. Flying babies, letting loose with the gang, intergalactic lightsaber battle, saving an adorable puppy from a burning building, or simply in the classroom. Find textbooks, read e textbooks, and get guided solutions all in one place. Chegg, improving the college experience, however you decide to live it. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am still your host, Alan Martell. I still always appreciate you listening, regardless of how you decide to listen to me, whether you're listening to me live every Wednesday at 8.07. You know, we had a special start, um, start time for our Central Coast people today. And who knows? We, we, may, we may just do this every once in a while. You know, we just stay things out a little bit. Who knows? But <laughs> my, nothing up there. I'm going to take a little sidetrack. My kingdom chat. You guys have no clue what I'm talking about. And the Lions chat, they're kind of crazy. Like, these guys are crazy. I, I mean, like, real crazy. You should hear, you should see the kind of conversations that they have about old men popping into your messages. Wait, is that what he said? Hairy old men in your inbox. What are they talking about? But you know what? I don't, I don't want to stay here too long because this is a completely different world that you guys aren't ready for more, ready for or familiar with. And I don't know if I can really take you down this path. Like, it's, it's a kind of a dark world. It's a kind of dark world where there are no rules, but there's rules. So you got to follow the rules or else you have to break the rules. Yeah, I know what I just said. <laughs> but let's get back into the sports. What up, Clyde? I don't even know what. <laughs> I don't even know what Clyde is talking about. You guys are enjoying this way too much. Listen here, sweet sass. Don't you be tempting me. Okay? <laughs> talking about sweet ass and boobs. Booze. Once again, we getting sidetracked here. I can't I can't have this conversation with you guys. You you wouldn't know you wouldn't know how to handle it. These aren't made, meant for the delicate of ears. Or the delicate of eyes, things go down over 
this platform that isn't meant for the lighthearted. And if you're lighthearted, you know what's on them. You know what they say, you kind of get eaten up by the wolves really, really quick. There's a lot of wolves going running around here. A lot of die wolves running around there. But we gotta have to get back into the sports. The NFL and the NBA both share a common thing. And that is they're constantly trying to find ways to improve the quality of their game and the calls of their game through replay. Because we just we just realized that the human element just isn't completely cutting it all the time. You know, everybody everybody has perfect vision. You know, we're talking about athletes that are moving at a pace that we can't seem to move or comprehend at sometimes. So to be able to make a call as quick as they can move or even correctly all the time isn't isn't a slap in the face, isn't isn't, isn't disrespect, isn't, isn't a slight mind the human or the person that's doing it, is to say that we know that we have we, we that we can get better, we're gonna put you know protective measures in there to be better. But when you have these measures and you don't utilize them properly, then like, oh, are we really using our technology to the best of our ability? And that's what's kind of what's going on with the NBA and NFL. But also, they both, also, not only do they share that same issue where they're trying to find ways to better themselves through replay, but they're also trying to find ways to overall... <laughs> I can over... You can overall... I'm laughing because I'm la I just realized that they're listening to the podcast now. You guys can't distract me like that. Listen, I'm, I'm, you, you understand how distracted I get normally? Sweet sass, you. See, I get distracted by sweet sass. I, I, I'm, I'm like every warm-blooded guy out here. Back to the sports. They keep trying to find a way to better their game through replay. And while the replay isn't really the problem, it's just how you really use it. So... For both of them, and I'm, you know me, you guys know me. I'm, I'm gonna have to hit directly to the source. I'm, I'm gonna have to be one of one of those letter writers. You know, I'm, I'm gonna have to get real, real down and dirty. You know, just, just get on, get on my Twitter fingers. And to be honest with you, just tell them how it needs to be because everybody needs. <laughs> oh, our team as a whole is pretty fucking awesome as a whole. Listen, if I tell you, sweet sass, I just like saying that name. Okay, so this is a sidebar. If I tell you guys what was thought about you guys beforehand, and then we'll think about you afterwards, yeah, because you understand when you're not a like being part of Doom is once again I'm gonna have to use a sports reference. Being part of Doom is like having that player on your team that is always ruffling everybody's feathers, but nobody appreciates until you're actually part of their team. It's like you guys who ruffle everybody's feathers out there. Oh, I keep calling you Doom, but keep being part of Dread. You understand that you guys are ruffling so many feathers out there, like, God damn it, Dread, God damn it, Dread. And then you come join Dread, you be like, you know what? You guys are pretty fucking okay. Are you fucking awesome? Like, you guys are organized. Like, you know what the fuck you're doing? You guys care about each other? You know what I mean? There's good communication. And, and you know, I'm on the radio. <laughs> so, like, the, 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 like, from the beginning to the end, it's, it's two completely, like, different kinds of details and misconceptions. Like, love you guys all to death. So, back to the sports. See, I don't want sport fans like, what the hell is he talking about? Where the hell did he just go? I just sidebar. I told you guys, listen, 
you guys are dealing with the with the sports personality but the sports personality is being drawn by the gamer personality and at the same time they're having two different conversations at these as they mold into one brain this is how conversations happen in the real world or in my head as i've also found out very oddly very very oddly that I'm, I'm one of the very few people that I know. If I, I'm either the only person that I know that has a duffel bag, a shank, a mask, and something else. I forget. But shank, a mask, a duffel bag, in the trunk of their car. Oh, and duct tape. And duct tape. I don't, I don't find that weird, but apparently it's a little weird to have these three things or four things in the trunk of your car at all times. I just thought it was normal, blaming on the military and me, that I would have a duffel bag, a shank, some duct tape, and a mask in the car. But also, I'm one of like one of the only few people that I still know, at least in the state of Florida, I have a block lover. He was like, why do you have a baklava? I'm like, who doesn't have a baklava? Like, everybody that I knew at one point in time had a baklava. But apparently, I'm the only one with a baklava. <laughs> so, back to the sports. Because, once again, sidetracked again. The NBA season is getting ready to start, right? And I should say maybe so. The NBA season is getting ready to go into their All-Star game. Which is really funny that the All-Star game hasn't even hit here yet. Because it seems like the, like the NBA has been going on for a really, really long time. And you know what? I know what you guys are saying. You didn't even tell us what you was going to do about uh, what you really want to do with the NBA re with NBA and NFL replay. I know exactly. I teased it. <laughs> NBA is, getting, is just about past their halfway mark. I think they're about 46 games in. Is that the All-Star break yet? But the All-Star break, All-Star voting has started, but it really seems like the season has been going on forever. Teams are teams are, um, are jockeying for position as once again, we have another new leader in the Eastern Conference. It is the Milwaukee Bucks. Congratulations to them. Big ups to them because you know how we do. We don't, we don't give any round of applause around here. Big up, big up. To the Milwaukee Bucks who setting into first place with a record of 34 and 12. New York Knicks are still battling with the Houston Rockets. It's 99 to 93 in favor of the Rockets. Three minutes, 24 seconds left in the game. Don't know how the how the Knicks threw away this game, but the Knicks suck. So eh. you'd expect them to lose a game to the team that is probably as hot as any team in the in the NBA is right now, or at least has a player that is as hot as any player has ever been in the NBA. But I have to tell you, just because he's high in the NBA, and just because he has won an MVP, I think I've said this before, and I'll keep saying it again. What James Harden does really offensively is, is very fluky-ish. Right, it's not just the flop me, but it's very fluky-ish. You understand? His scoring has ever been has, has forever been fluky. And James Harden, while he may be this great offensive juggernaut, to say the least, in the regular season, 
he's not this person in, in the postseason or he's not this person when it matters the most we've seen it when he came off the bench for Oklahoma City when they played against Miami we have now seen it for several years now in Houston we've seen it we've seen it consistently now throughout James Harden's career James Harden kind of chokes when it matters the most listen he puts on a hell of a performance in between but when it matters most his gag reflex does not do him justice but he's gonna be looked at it for MVP again for putting up similar numbers that he that he did the year that he lost it to Russell Westbrook's triple-double the same year that he lost it to Stephen Curry when he wasn't even mentioned that year because his team wasn't even in the playoffs and he was put up these numbers so when he does these numbers I'm like these aren't different numbers from James Harden great you're a number stacker we understand that like you can stack numbers all day long you can you can put up numbers and you, and you can score you understand your, your step back is probably one of the best travels in, in the uncalled travels in the league your euro step is probably the is is, is is one of the is one of the best vacations that anybody can have and you're ripped through to to generate contact on 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 on, on shots that aren't really shots to go ahead and go to the line is masterful your whole entire scoring ability is fluky-ish and that's why when it comes to the pivotal moments you know what we just talked about in the nfl part of the reason why the nfl won't be won't go to this thing where you're able to challenge all these non-fandom calls is because they don't want a guy like bill belichick scheming up a play where he just goes down the field and they and they find a way to draw contact and if you don't call the pass interference then they then they ask you to challenge it so you can see the pass interference you understand this happens anyway where a lot of teams are just chucking up balls down the field just to get the pass interference play that started happening when they changed the pass interference play right what do you think is going to happen when they change the replay the replay um um rules think about that that's why you don't want that changed this is also why when it comes to these replays why do you have these guys taking so long in the nba if they need a shot clock 24 seconds in the nfl they need a play clock 30 play clock 35 seconds that's it why are they seeing anything for anything longer? Within the first 10, 15 seconds, you're usually being able to determine if, if, if you have that call right or not. What are you breaking down that law? The other half of that time, you need to be determining where that shot clock or where that play clock needs to be at. Where the time needs to be at. Get that right. The fact that... Excuse me. The fact that they're sitting there for a minute or two underneath the booth. Booth review, rayoff review, referee review. Yo, let me call my girl, see what she's wearing review. You understand? Nah, B. Shot clock for the NBA. Play clock for the NFL. That's as long as it's to take. Because James Harden, once again. And listen, if you're a Knicks fan, then you then you like this guy Trier because he reminds you of James Harden without all the flukiness. Like he, he he gets all the clean versions of his score, makes good body contact and finishes. You're able to take this, able to take the step back, just able to get off his own shot. And I'm telling you, if you're a Knicks fan, I consider Trier to be an untradeable asset. To be, to be honest with you, right about now, like Tim Hardaway, Tim Hardaway Jr. is probably an untradeable asset as well because his 
the way his contract is is lined up or written, it is very expensive for a team to take him on. Not only is there a trade kicker into his into his contract if he ever gets traded, but oh, Knicks brought this game down to within one, and then James Harden goes to the line, and yeah, he was fouled, and fouled, and fouled. He's fouled like three times on that play. There's Mitchell Robinson that fouls out the game with a minute 38 seconds left for the Knicks down by 4-103-99. In New York, by the way. James Harden's having a phenomenal game, by the way. Like, if you look at his numbers, and, and, that's, and that's what's going to end up happening. Everybody's going to forget how James Harden plays. Nobody looks at how he plays with, with, with the three steps on his step back. You understand? Nobody's looking at that. Everybody just sees the fact that, oh, he put up 52 tonight. Oh, he almost had a triple-double. Oh, 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 almost had a triple-double. Go ahead, Trier. I'm telling you, if you're in the Knicks, you have to really like this kid, Trier. And, and if we haven't talked enough basketball, and if it sounds like I'm late to the party, no, I'm not late to the party. It's just now the, It's just now really basketball season. So a lot of the conversation that you, as you know, on from here on out, is going to be heavy on the basketball. And can I tell you, I got my Elite TV. I got my Elite TV, and I am loving it. I am absolutely loving it because I am in South Florida. I am a Knicks fan. And right now, I am watching the Knicks play the Houston Rockets on the Madison Square Garden channel. It, and it's perfect clarity. It hasn't skipped one bit. It hasn't It hasn't lapsed. It hasn't frozen. Like, the, the audio and the video are in sync. I have literally no complaints whatsoever for this Elite TV. So... I, I don't want to betray the person that put me on to this because the version that I have isn't with the person that put me on to it. I accidentally stumbled onto somebody else's. Now, the difference between the two is $5 and two, I was it, three devices and unlimited. Okay, so let me explain it to you. For $20, you could get this whole entire network where... Everything is given to you, and I do mean everything is given to you. You pay $20, you get it on two devices, unlimited IP addresses. Well, for $25, you get the same thing, all right, with five devices and three IP addresses. And Tisdale just got kicked out of the game, heated. He left there saying, fuck, man. And I think he was barking at, at the female coach, at the female referee, which I'm not going to lie. She looked like she didn't want to be barked at. She, looked, uh, she also looked like she's very new to be to the whole ref, to this whole refereeing thing. Like, hey, this, she may be just new, this may be her first year in the league. It could be because there's not a lot of women referees in the league. So this very may be her first year in the league. But she has this slight apologetic look on her face like, ah, shucks. Which I'm hoping that the couple years it will go away and she'll be hearted and steadfast. Like you know, like I said, she looks like a rookie. That's basically what I'm saying. <clears throat> so with the NBA moving on, right? As as we're talking about the NBA right now, and as soon as they pop James Harden stats up at the bottom of the screen, I'm like, I'll give it to you because last time I checked, he had 48 points this game, and that was still early in the fourth or late in the third. And he has definitely put up at least another 10 more points, isn't it? So James Harden may be very close to putting up 60 in the garden right about now. 
There we go. See? Look at Trier. Trier plays just like James Harden. Actually, you know what? I'm, I'm, I may not even... I may not even try to downplay it. He may even have some of that flukiness in him because I just saw him pump fake and then jump into a guy to get the to get to get the to get the call to be able to shoot three shots. But listen, NBA isn't calling that call anymore. Where they they are officially allowing you to be able to jump into players at a three point line. And his foot may have been on the line, so we're gonna see. I think they may review that. He may not get three shots. Listen, three shots is gonna be crucial. Because that'll put the next that'll make that score 107 to 104 if he's able to make all three shots with 59.3 seconds left. We're still talking about a one possession game, then and the Knicks being only down by three. If they can make a defensive stop and come down to the other end of the score, put up three or just even score, then we're talking about either a tied game or a one point game. And now we're talking about anything can happen with basically two possessions left in the game with both teams both teams getting an opportunity to get the ball back. So some other very interesting pivotal time. In the Knicks, in a, in a very, in a very early Knicks game too, as once again I was talking about, like there's some pieces here that the Knicks should hold on to. And once again, as you, as Trey is on the line again, Trey is one of these pieces. Is one of these pieces you're gonna want a guy that you can put the ball in his hand and he can get his own shot at any time. He can score when he's on time. He can take his man off the dribble. He can draw contact. He can get to the line. He can do it all. Now, what I would like to see Trey more do is probably bring the ball up a little bit more and play a little bit more playmaker role since he can score so well. Trey tonight. And I'm talking about Alonzo Trey has 28 points and nine rebounds on his way to a double double. So that he had that kind of night. When James Harden is putting up 48, he's putting up 29. Listen, this is Trey's rookie year. So the fact that he's doing that tonight. And listen, you know what they say. Like, you give you give some people the opportunity to get shots or get buckets, and, and, and they'll show you what they got. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, my God. The Knicks just stole an inbound play because they tried to roll an inbound. And the Knicks just stole it. And look at that. They got to stop. And actually now with, with more than more than two possessions left, the Knicks are good. The score is 107-106. The Rockets just shot a three and they missed. And the Knicks have the ball. 39 seconds left with one was a one possession game. Knicks are down by one. And they were just fouled. They throw the ball up and the ball doesn't go in. And we get to the line. And the foul was drawn by Emmanuel Moutier. Oh, yes, folks, he goes to the line with 34.9 seconds left with the opportunity to take the lead for the New York Knicks. So look what happens here. Eric Gordon inbounds the ball, and he's just looking at it. He's like, yo, pick up the ball. So Eric Gordon <laughs> inbounds the ball, tries to get, tries to get, tries to do like a little bounce pass to, to James Harden, but Tucker's in front of the ball, and Tucker's boxing out, basically, and... That ball is picked up by the Knicks player, and he puts that in the basket. I forget who that was. Was that Robinson that picked him? No, Robinson already fouled out. But Manuel Moutier, 38 points for the night. Who was that? Oh, that was Vonley. And the Knicks take the lead with 34.9 seconds left. 108-107, New York Knicks. And listen, I understand. The New York Knicks aren't anywhere close to being on anybody's radar right now. The New York Knicks are one of the worst teams in the league. If you had to talk about a team in New York that was actually in contention for anything, we're talking about the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nets. <clears throat> yes, them. They are currently sitting comfortably in the sixth position at, with a record of 25 and 23. That is... Basically, that's one spot up from where they were last week, surpassing now or taking on switches places with the Miami Heat. As the New York, since the last time we spoke last week, 
The Brooklyn Nets have won their last three games. The Miami Heat since then have gone one and what is that? Whoa, one and three? Yep, they've gone one and three since since last week. Brooklyn Nets have gone three and zero, oh, and everybody else kind of pretty much as many as the same. Boston Celtics have won the last four games since the last time we spoke, improving their record to twenty nine and eighteen. Philadelphia 76ers are still in the number four spot with a record of thirty one and seventeen, improving their record since the last time they spoke to two, of, of two and one over the last three games. The Indiana Pacers are still in that number three spot with a record of thirty one and fifteen, as they went two and one over the last three games. Now, a scare for Indiana is that Victor Oladipo just hurt, injured himself, so he is going to be out for some time. It looks like he strained his knee, so there's more work to come on his <clears throat> on his injury. Okay, so the Houston Rockets have the ball, and and they are and they are trapping uh, that. You fouled him, Timmy. You body blocked him, Timmy. That wasn't a flop. So the New York Knicks were double teaming James Harden, and they put a little bit too much body on him. Which is exactly what they did. What you needed to do was stand your ground, but you were moving. What you should have done, Tim Holloway, stood firmly there since you're coming up with the double team, forced him to try to go through you. But the fact that you were moving your feet and then you put your hands on his back, that is what drew that foul. So now James Harden goes to the line because the Knicks are over the limit. And now the Houston Rockets have the opportunity through James Harden to take the lead of this game on the line. He made his first one. The game is tied at 108, and he shoots his second one. And then the Houston Rockets now have the lead with 29.9 seconds left. 109, 108. Both teams are in the bonus. Now let's get back into some ba into this basketball. Now well, we've had the the change again, as like I told you already. We have a new leader at the top of the mound as Toronto and Milwaukee have now switched places. As Milwaukee is now the new clear-cut leader of the East, as they just won their last three games to improve their record to 34 and 12 but listen it's not that the, the Toronto Raptors have done bad they just happen to lose one game over their last what's that five they've gone four and one that's a lot of games they've played it's a, it was if they played that many games over the last seven days it's bound that they were gonna drop one as you see as you saw the pattern here most teams are playing three games three games three games a couple of them played played four games they played five games in seven nights Dropped one game, and that one game made the difference between them being the number one seed and the number and the number two seed right currently right now in the East. Both of those teams are still better than whoever is number one in the West, as that team still remains to be Golden State Warriors. And the Golden State Warriors have gone on to also win their last three games. And if you haven't been paying attention to the Golden State Warriors, then you should be because Klay Thompson has gone off recently for another for about a sixty burger, where he just made. <clears throat> Where he just made 10 straight three-pointers without missing any of them. Also after that, we're also talking about Boogie Cousins coming back this past Friday. Get it, get it into his getting into basketball shape. He fell out of his first game, which is not which is actually kind of into basketball shape as, as Boogie Cousins could get. Boogie Cousins has been known to foul out of a couple games, and in his first game back, I'm not surprised that he would foul out. <laughs> The New York Knicks made the shot. They go up. 20 seconds left. 110, 109. 
and see, this is what I'm telling you. It's the games like this where I don't understand how people say that they are oh Eric Gordon just hit a big time three pointer to put the Houston Rockets up. 112, 110 with 9.8 seconds remaining in the game. See, it's games like this. I understand how people could say that they don't, that they can't, they don't want to watch the games because they, they because of what you, the Golden State Warriors have done. It's just taken all of the interest out of out of the game. I'm sorry. Did you not just see Trier just drive to that lane? I'm sorry. Basketball is still basketball, and I understand you are. You may know. Well, you well, we all may know who has won the championship. Well, guess what? If you know who's won the end, why not pay attention to all of the shit that goes on in the middle then? Because there's some interesting shit. Like Tobias Harris has been playing for the LA Clippers. Tobias Harris earlier this year, right? Got traded to LA Clippers, and he's made this bond with Bobine. And if you may not know who Tobias Harris, Tobias Harris has been balling for some for a little bit of time now. But can we not say that? Listen, he wasn't always balling. Listen, Alonzo Trier, thirty-one points, ten rebounds. He got his double double, five for five from the three-point line, two for four from three-pointer, twelve for eighteen from the field. That is some good efficiency. But Tobias Harris. If you're also a gamer, then you may also know this one little thing. Tobias Harris um, rated in 2K wasn't what he thought it should have been. It was a little, was, a, was a little below par. It was a little subpar. It wasn't up to his standard as the New York Knicks are inbounding the ball. They get the ball up. He finally gets the ball in. New York Knicks has seven seconds left in the game. James Harden steals the ball. James Harden dunks the ball. And the New York Knicks are down by four, 3.8 seconds left. And, folks, that is pretty much going to be the ball game. Moutier is going to shoot the ball, and he's going to get it blocked. From the three-point line. Game's over. Houston Rockets win. 114-110. The Knicks lose a hard-fought one. They're going to talk about how the team played well and how it was hard-fought and how this was a learning thing and all this other like good positive twist on there. But the New York Knicks had this game and they lost it. This is this is what happens when you don't have your closer. This is what happens when you're a young team. This is what happens when you have a team that just doesn't know how to win yet. And these are all the things that they're gonna say. Listen, Eric Gordon makes two beautiful plays at the end of this game, so um, to help the Houston Rockets win this game. First, he makes the big time three point at the other end to help put the Rockets up by two, and then he is the one that actually knocks the ball away from Vonley that allows James Harden to get the ball to dunk it home on the other end to seal the game with a four point win. James Harden ended up this game. We're gonna see it pretty soon. I'll tell you how many points he ended up with this game. But let's get let's get talk about Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris before the season started, in the game in, in a game called NBA 2K, he had his rating um, presented to him, and they were getting ready to to interview him. And Tobias Harris was so offended by his 2K rating that he walked out of the interview that was there for him. He walked out of the out of a 2K interview because he felt like they disrespected him with with their with his grade. Now since then, Tobias Harris has turned his whole entire game around. And I can't say he's really turned his whole entire game around. Maybe he just put himself maybe he's just now going to a better situation. He's playing with Doc Rivers. He's in LA. LA has no bona fide stars there. So really on any given night, it's whoever can show out, whoever can whoever can show out and show up. Or show up and show out, I should say. And and, and you're going to get the opportunities to get minutes and get touches. And you're seeing with the opportunity to get minutes and touches that Tobias Harris looks like an all-star this year. 
Not to mention, we have all of the NBA trade talks, right? We have Memphis looking to get rid of Michael Conley and Mark Gasol. We still don't quite know what's going to go on with the brow in New Orleans. But what we do know what recently just happened is Melo was traded to Chicago. And with Melo out in Chicago, that means pretty soon Melo's probably going to be cut. And if Melo's cut, there's really only one place I kind of want to see Melo at at this point of his career. And that is going to be someplace that he can get a championship. So there's really only two places I really want to see Melo at this point of his career. And that's even with the Golden State Warriors or the LA Lakers. To be 100% honest with you. Either write the coattails of the of, of the Golden State Warriors and be what Swaggy, not even what Swaggy P was, but be what those bench players offer and what Andre Gondala is and 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 Sean Livingston and all of those guys was because as you can see, you can win an and and finals MVP by being the guy that comes off the bench if you play for Golden State. It happened to Andre Gondala. Even again, Andre Gondala is coming off the bench. He wasn't a starter for that team. And a place like Golden State is probably the place that he can be the most like Olympic medal that you can think of. But also, he could be that person in, in in LA. And if he goes to LA, though, he has to sign a two year contract. He has to guarantee he's going to be there for at least two three years. He has to give that process time. It's not going to be oh he's going to get there this year and they're going to win. No, it's, it's going to be tested because the LA Lakers are being tested this year. Alonzo Ball just went out on that team. LeBron James is still out on that team. So you have the two technically the two primary ball handlers for this team that aren't named Ra that aren't named Raja Rondo out on this team. And I said it before and I'll say it again. It is gonna it, they are gonna get tested, highly, highly tested when it comes to Determining if LeBron James is going to come back early or not. It's going to test his word. It's going to test the whole entire foundation that this whole that this experiment is going to be placed under. Because if, Le if LeBron James comes back early, he compromises his, not really this season, but seasons two, seasons three, and seasons four. If he comes back early, he, you know what? He if he comes back early, it's really just to make sure that the LA Lakers make the playoffs. Because what I told you, there's only one team in the in LA that's actually making the playoffs right now, and that's the Clippers. They're not that far behind them anymore. The Clippers have started have, have started to drop some games. As as you heard me give them some praise a while ago, the Clippers are starting to drop some games. The Clippers last week were 24 and 19. This week they are 25 and. 22 they went one for three over their last four games they are basically a half a game ahead of the la lakers who are sitting in the ninth spot with 25 and 23 now the thing about if you're the la lakers and i think if you're scary about the la lakers if you're golden state warriors or you're denver you really don't want the la lakers to get that eight speed or that seven seed because unless you're golden state and even if you are golden state you are put on edge when you're playing against a LeBron James, a, a, a healthy LeBron James-led team. And if that LeBron James-led team has Camilla Anthony and Lance Stephenson on it, then I'm guarantee you they're going to win a championship. Let me say this again so that you could all hear it. 
if a LeBron, if a fully healthy LeBron James-led team has Camilla Anthony and Lance Stevenson on it, then you are guaranteed to win a championship. Give it like two years. And oh yeah. Did you guys hear? We finally have a first time unanimous Hall of Fame voter in the Baseball Hall of Fame. And his name is former Yankee closer Mariano Rivera. Yes, folks, Mariano Rivera is the first unanimous vote getter to be voted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to let you simmer on that. When we come back, we're going to talk wrestling. We're not the wrestling that you guys are used to. We're talking about some PPW. So stay tuned. We're going to go to a quick break. I'll be back after these messages. You ready to start drinking? You ready to start dancing? You ready to start your week? They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led, and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, the one and only Donald Tomar Taylor. We're still talking sports. We're still talking about a whole deal of sports. Because, listen, there's only... There's so much goodness that goes on in the sports world. How can you not talk about it? And then there's also some crap that goes on in the sports world, too. Like Serena Williams dropping a match after being up match point. Like, just dropping straight sets. To lose after 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 being like game point away, games like oh man, but she did roll her ankle, did not get it tested, did not get it retaped, did not get it evaluated, did not get it looked at during the, anywhere in the point in between the match, and it's kind of dropped everything. But she had the chance to close it out three different times, and she could not do it. That is probably the biggest shock. It was the fact that, okay, we understand that you rolled your ankle and you dropped the next set. But the fact that you were in that position three other times, or you were in that position at least a total of three times, that's the shocking part about Serena. Because you figure once she musters past 
the pain and, and the adrenaline starts to kick in. If she And if she thought like, oh, the adrenaline was at a point where she didn't feel like she needed that ankle roll and you got there, you would have figured that Serena Williams is that person that she would have lost, that, that would have pulled off that victory. But let me also remind you, if the name, Serena Williams is Serena Williams for a reason. And when we hear the name Serena Williams, we expect her to win. But if I just told you that the 12th seed lost to the 7th seed, then you don't bat an eye. Because in this story here, I still don't remember the name of the person that beat Serena Williams. But what happened here was the 7th seed beat a 12th seed. That 12th seed happened to be Serena Williams after she was up match point three different times. Now, that 12th seed also happened to be the greatest tennis player that we've ever seen play. But, it was still the 12th seed. And, not for nothing, Serena Williams is being placed at a 12th seed right now. Then, there may be a reason for it. Now, that reason may also be because she's just coming out from having a baby and she took some time off and she isn't playing consistently all the time. But, if you're that person, you're that person. Serena Williams has been that person, but she's getting to that point where she may be properly ranked, where she's ranked. So when you hear her losing to people that are ranked higher than her, I think that we need to stop acting like it's a shocker to the world. Serena Williams is the, is the greatest we've ever seen do it. It doesn't mean that she has ever been unbeatable. Because the greatest people that we've ever seen do it rarely are unbeatable. They're just usually the greatest that we've ever seen do it. Platinum Pro Wrestling. As we transition into, into wrestling somehow. <laughs> like, we, we go from people hitting rackets with balls to people actually just getting hit with rackets. Platinum Pro Wrestling had their annual event season beatings. And they had a full card as usual nine matches we're talking about championship matches tag team championship matches unfortunately we didn't get a chance to see any of the women's titles defended this um this month or this week but we got we got to see a lot of up and rising up and rising stars we got to see a couple of fan favorites we got to we got to witness a rivalry rekindled and possibly going to be taken into its climax First match of the evening was um, resulted with Grade A Chuck Davis taking on a spectacular JC as Grade A Chuck Davis came away with that victory. After that, we had a tag team match, or as it's called here, a doubles division match, with Big Kahuna Khan and the and the fabulous Kiki and I'm sorry, the fabulous Kiki Roberts for the team that they call it to call themselves Fabulous Fitness taking on the Suntan Superman and MDK Big and Swole. Unfortunately, MDK. Ran into a little bit of problems. Don't still don't know if he actually had problems, problems, or if he had a problem, problem in the back. You understand? But MDK was not able to make it to that match. But Suntan Superman, being the boy that his daddy raised him to be, or being the man that his papa raised him to be, James Harden put up sixty-one tonight in the Garden. That is the second most points ever put up in the Garden. That's the, that is tied for the most points put up for a Garden for a person that doesn't play for the Knicks. Him and Kobe. I told you, 
he was basically close to putting up a 60-burger. And with that last dunk, he actually finished it off. So Suntan Superman, being the man that his daddy raised him to be, he wasn't a quitter. He wasn't going to back down from that fight. Even though nobody wanted to, tag, wanted, wanted to be his tag team partner, it didn't matter to him. He ain't really look. What he planned on doing was coming out there and, take, and having a handicap match. And that's exactly what that match turned into. A handicap match between the Suntan and Superman taking on the team of Fabulous Fitness as Big Kahuna Khan and Kiki Roberts. Now, unfortunately, this is almost like a one-on-one -on -one match because Kiki Roberts isn't really a wrestler. Kiki Roberts is the fitness instructor for Big Kahuna Khan. And when Kiki Roberts got into that ring, it showed that he wasn't a wrestler. And Suntan Superman laid down his man of steel and came away with the three count. One, two, three. But next up, we did have a Diamonds Division champ, uh, match. Actually, not championship, but a regular match. As the makeup queen, Rosalie, take on KC Lennox. Which resulted in a very, very impressive win for the makeup queen. And I, and I find it ironic that I'd have a makeup queen, Rosalie, when I actually know somebody that named Rosalie that kind of is a makeup queen in real life. But let's not talk about them as this may have been the main event of the evening, but it was actually given to us a little bit earlier. My personal favorite, folks, we had the doubles division championship match as we had DNA Ariel Dominguez and D3 taking on the team of Cash and Flash. Derek, Dominic, and Maximilian. And folks, your PPW doubles division champions were victorious and coming away with that victory. Fabulous Frank didn't even have to get involved, but you know who did get involved? C.J. O'Doyle. Faction member, also part of the establishment, current PPW champion. Yeah, he found a way to interject into that match to help his boys come away with that victory. As it seems very lately, that is the only way that the establishment has been able to find ways to win these days. Is by having somebody from their faction interrupting one of their matches. I can't remember the last time they've won a match cleanly on their own, to be honest with you. But let's not let that four-person match take away from this four-person match as we had a four-way elimination match which saw Samuel, the fastest man in wrestling, Samuel C., take on the Jake of all trade, Jake St. Patrick's versus Santaria Cortez, the heart and soul of Cuba, and not to mention Dante Martavius called a DMC. And this was a match that, listen, it was a brutal match. First, we saw Cortez get eliminated. Then we saw Samuel C. get eliminated. And after that, it was just down between Jake St. Patrick and DMC. And DMC came away victorious with some high-flying, some acrobatic moves. He hit him with the Uma Plata. And it was over, folks. And I mean, every Uma Plata. How do you do that? I don't know, but he made it happen. Then things start to get a little crazy for the evening. And I really mean crazy. 
as Chico Adams took on Chuckles the Clown. In the match that started off with a mysterious present being delivered to the ring, Chico Adams investigating this present, assuming it was going to be Chuckles in there. And no, no, no. It wasn't Chuckles in the box. The surprise came when he found that Chuckle was behind him. Not in the box. The match started outside the ring. It ended, it, but it finished inside the ring. But that's not before it happened. That match actually took place all over the ring. Are you asking me if they had a no disqualification match? No. But when Chuckles is involved, anything may happen. And eventually, that same box that was the present was used as a weapon. A weapon that helped Chuckles come away with a victory. I told you things got crazy. Because, folks, somebody that we used to find man dead to us, our boy Max Stardom, has turned heel. No longer Max Stardom. He's no longer Mr. 305. No longer Mr. All the Way Up. He is the Sicario Pitbull, Ricky Martinez now. And Ricky Martinez. Is accompanied to the ring by Renee. And Renee finds a way to interject into matches that kind of distract the other person. And if you've seen Renee, Renee can be kind of distracting. So I don't blame them. But in this particular case, her distraction cost West Briscoe a championship victory. Ricky Martinez is able to hold on to his belt, but I'm not quite sure how long he's going to be able to do that when he seems like he may be distracted a little bit outside the ring. Just as, as much as his opponents are distracted inside the ring by his new business manager. And last but not least, we had our PPW heavyweight championship match as we like to call it as we like to call it the platinum weight divisions match yeah this is about this is where the heavy hitters go not all the 205 people where you see Mr. 305 sorry Mr. 205 live you know Ricky Martinez fighting out with the silver weight no 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 this platinum weight this is where it happens at and not only that we've got a new belt that was introduced to the match and folks, yeah, we had we had CJ O'Doyle defending, which would be his new championship belt, versus the mercenary pitbull, Romeo Quevedo. And Romeo, the mercenary uh, Romeo Quevedo, came out there guns a blazing, really trying to take it to the champ. Now, unfortunately, the champion's advantage was taken away from him as the referee, not just the referee. I'm sorry, but. The PPW commissioner, Stud Magnum, came down to the ring and banned the PPW tag team champions, Cash and Flash, for being at ringside. Taking away the champions' advantage. I just told you, I can't remember the last time that I saw the champion win, any of the champions at an establishment win without one of their boys interfering. And folks, unfortunately, this was the case once again. Without his boys on the ringside. 
C.J. O'Doyle just didn't look him, like himself. C.J. O'Doyle looked like he was missing something. C.J. O'Doyle looked like that little millisecond of distraction that he's used to getting from the tag team champions. That when it wasn't there, he kind of didn't know how to close it out anymore. And it showed. Because you're new. Reigning. Defending. PPW champion is the mercenary Pitbull Romeo Quevedo, which is ending a very long run by CJ Old Doyle as your PPW champion. Now listen, it's already in the pipeline. It's already being talked about. The rematch has already been set. When? Stay tuned. Where? Stay tuned. But remember, you'll hear it right here when they do fight again. I'm talking about fighting again. The main event and last match of the evening was with Chris Charger and the legend Larry Lane. As they had a new disqualification match. They had an Extreme Rules match. Anything goes. And earlier on in the match, Larry Lane gets opened up pretty fierce pretty bad and i'm talking about there is literally blood everywhere and i'm talking about the amount of blood that we had to clean up after the match was over it's it, it I, i'm just glad to see that he is okay because he lost a lot of blood and to still have to go 10 15 minutes into that match and still be victorious says even more about the legend that larry lane is now you would think that that would end this grudge match that has been going on since the since July, since the summer. But no, it's not. The end of it. Not just yet. Now we have a career versus career match. Loser retires. Larry Lane versus Chris Charger. Chris Charger called him out. After taking that loss. Saying that he is willing to put his career against Larry's career. Because the PPW isn't big enough for both of them. And if they're both there, then you know what? Something has got to give. Larry has yet to accept this match off again. Just like when and where. When this matching happens, you'll find out right here on the Mighty Sports Podcast. And that is it for us. We're done. I thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you taking the time out to listen to the podcast. As you know, we'll be right back here next week at 8.07 p.m. on Wednesday night. And 8.07 because you guys know I'm not punctual enough to start at 8, to be honest with you. But we'll start at 8.07 right on time. I appreciate you listening. And please, always remember, embrace what you love and stay forever young. This is Dalento Montella and the Mighty Sports Podcast. And we out here. Yeah. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. 
but a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Rough night. My tea!